On Thursday, Jewish people around the world celebrated Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year celebration that begins the days of awe, the most sacred time of the year in Judaism. On Friday, the Muslim month-long fast of Ramadan, one of the holiest celebrations in Islam, ended at sundown with the celebration of Eid al-Fitr. Both of these sacred observances this year coincided with a somber, secular event, yesterday's ninth anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks on the United States that killed more than 3,000 people in New York, people of all races, religions, and backgrounds, some of whom I know were friends and relatives of those gathered here in this congregation. Perhaps it is this very convergence that has sparked a whole lot of ugliness in our nation this week. Perhaps it is precisely because the 9-11 anniversary calls up in so many Americans the deep sadness, fear, and anger that we were left with in 2001 that our nation seems to be forgetting the higher values that it was built upon. Values like freedom of belief and speech, respect for diversity of all sorts, and equality for all people, a concept that has expanded slowly but steadily over the past 200 years. When we're afraid, upset, and angry, it's hard to think about those values. We lash out, we snap at each other, we disrespect one another. We make the larger public discussion something foul and disgusting when we are acting from a place of hurt and fear. I'm using the pronoun we today so as not to make this a situation of us versus them. All of us are prone to making those who disagree with us other when in reality we're all in this together. The discussions that are happening in America this month are all of our responsibility. All of us are vulnerable to acting from places of fear, sadness, and anger. And all of us would do well to remember that there are people both in our country and abroad who profit by keeping us afraid, upset, and angry. People who profit from keeping the public discussions ugly, intolerant, and divisive. Both the high holy days of Judaism and the Muslim celebration of Ramadan ask the followers of those religions to turn inwards. Both ask those who observe them to seek a renewal of their relationship with God. Both observances require an understanding that none of us is perfect. And both ask people to engage in deep reflection on how we can be better people. Both holidays require asking for and practicing forgiveness. Both the days of awe and Ramadan are chances to begin again in love and with humility. And so we are called to do just that, to begin again in love on this our day of ingathering, the day in which we celebrate the coming together of this community, a new year of sorts for Unitarian Universalists. We begin again in love, both to honor our Jewish and Muslim siblings and also to rededicate ourselves to the principles of both our faith and our nation, 
principles of inclusion and diversity, love and justice, togetherness and understanding. Principles that teach us that each of us is responsible for extending an open hand to our neighbors, even when what is returned is a closed fist. Principles that teach us that each of us is responsible for creating the world we dream about. My friend, the Reverend Meg Riley, senior minister of the Unitarian Universalist Church of the Larger Fellowship, wrote in a column on the Huffington Post website this Friday, a reflection on the state of our nation these days. So as I face the neighborhood bullies writ large in our culture, she wrote, I must provide the same kind of comfort and counsel to those around me that my mother offered me. There have to be some adults in the room here. There have to be some religious people who understand that what is holy, which some call God, is big enough to hold Allah and Jesus, Muhammad and Moses, Vishnu and Buddha. We have to trust that there is a spirit in the universe bigger than our fear. And that spirit is what we need to cultivate in our children. There is indeed a spirit in the universe bigger than our fear, bigger than our anger, bigger than our sadness. It is the spirit of love, and it is abundant and everywhere if we only care to harness it. This new year, let us summon the power of love. Let us spread love where sadness, fear, and anger reside. Let us spread love wherever hatred dares to show its face. Let us spread love within these walls, blessed by our presence today on this ingathering Sunday, and outside of our doors to a world bruised and hurting from the wounds of intolerance and division. This year, let us know love. For to know love, to touch the spirit of love that abounds in our universe, is to know the sweetness of life and not its bitterness. Today we gather in this community to begin our worship year with ritual and with love, with the sweetness of life, so that the rest of our year might similarly be as sweet. In many Jewish households, the new year of Rosh Hashanah is celebrated by sharing apples and honey. A sweet fruit is dipped into even sweeter golden honey, and together they are eaten with the wish that the new year retain that sweetness. Today we honor that tradition by sharing our own apples and honey. They are being passed around now. I invite you to take a slice of apple, dip it in the honey, and eat it. As you do so, I ask you to taste all of the sweetness. That sweetness comes from apple trees in the Hudson Valley, which soaked in sunlight and turned carbon dioxide into the air into sugar, stored in its fruit to entice animals to eat them and spread their seeds. That sweetness comes from bees in Dutchess County, which flew from their hives and collected nectar from wildflowers, brought back to turn into golden honey to store as food in waxy combs. Our sweetness, 
comes from the world of nature all around us. This sweetness is abundant in our world if we care to harness it with love. Let us harness the abundant sweetness today and throughout the new year. Blessed be. I invite us now to share the sweetness of the new year in silence for a moment. As our apples and honey make their way to the folks in the rearmost rows, I will introduce our offering. In a moment, we will partake in the abundance of this community by collecting our weekly offering. It is the tradition of this fellowship that we share the money collected on Sunday mornings. Half of it supports the many ministries of this fellowship that make gathering as a religious community possible. And the other half of it each week goes to people doing important work outside our doors. It is a way of making the abundance of our community affect the lives of those around us in Mount Kisco and beyond. And so the month of September, we are sharing our offering with the Mount Kisco Interfaith Food Pantry. There are many in our community who do not have enough to eat, and we are helping to provide that by sharing our abundance with them. If you have ideas for agencies that you would like to share our plate with for the rest of the year, I will pre be presenting a proposal to the board at, at its September meeting. And I invite you to get your ideas to me before uh, the third Wednesday in September that I might take them into that proposal and that your ideas might be shared uh, in our Share the Plate program. Our offering will now be gratefully accepted.